0: Presentations, episode 36. Bridges. The Mothman is gonna hate this one. I think I almost killed myself with a rug doctor on Friday. <laughs> oh my god. If you listen to the, the public episode on Friday, it was Colonel Sanders or E True Hollywood Stories, Colonel Sanders, and uh, and that was a Patreon chunk because I wanted to give myself a yeah, just a break. I was gonna go down and see my buddy in DC. And uh, so I threw that up and then I was going to move the schedule back to Monday, Wednesday, which is we're still doing. And uh, so this will be coming out on Monday. So, like, I, I don't go out anywhere or anything because the pandemic and like, I don't know, I, I recorded, you know, I recorded that intro and then uh, and then some stuff happened. And then I was like, all right, well, I won't go down Friday. I'll go down Saturday. So I had Friday to just chill and just be like, all right, well, let's see what we're doing here. And so whenever we went on vacation, when I was little, my mom would always talk about, you want to clean the house before you leave, so you have something nice to come back to. So I went and got a, a rug doctor to clean my carpet, and uh, and I I don't know, I was just like, this would be great, and I went and got a rug doctor, and here's the thing, we are going to talk about bridges and how they work and why they don't fall down, because I do have a fear of that, that it's irrational, and it was also a pretty solid record that came in from a dude on Twitter, it's pretty sick. Uh, but so I went and got a rug doctor, but life tip on this one, read the instructions on the rug doctor, especially if you're half Lithuanian, half English, and you're allergic to scallops. That's all I know. Those are the factors at play here because I didn't, I I didn't read, I didn't read the instructions and I just got all this shit up off the, off my room. So you see the carpet. And I just rug doctored it. I, but here's the thing. I didn't read that you're not supposed to hold the trigger down the whole time. So I held, I just, I was blasting that pointer finger. I was just like, get all this liquid into my carpet, clean this thing up. When I come back, it'll smell great. I, I mean, I definitely fucked it up. I mean, the whole, the carpet was like a swamp. The whole thing was wet. I remember thinking like, this is probably too wet, but whatever. It's going to smell way better and you know we'll be okay. Right. And so I rug doctored it, got the thing out of there. And then I had the night. So I was I lay down uh, just all, I do lay on my floor when I, I play Warzone with my friends or whatever. Like I watch the mummy or whatever, I just, you know, put a couple pillows up. It's nice. Feels good on my back. And uh, I think I was starting to play video games. And then I looked at my hands and they were they had spots all over them. They had red spots. And immediately I thought about coronavirus because I have seen. Those was like pictures of like, I don't know, sometimes little kids get it or something or something happens and then they get red spots. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, it's like I've had weird stuff happen to my body in the past, but I've never had spots like that. So I was like, what the fuck? And then I did. I did ignore it for like 12 minutes. I just was like, oh, that'll go away. I don't know if I leaned on that hand or what. Maybe in like a strange Dalmatian pattern, just ignored. It's fine. Then my face felt hot. And then I went and looked in the mirror uh, in the bathroom and I was like, oh, my fucking God, Chris, what would you do, man? It was because my face was hot and it was it was like it felt fat, like big, like bloated up. I was like, I don't know what caused this, but you're about to die like that villain at the end of Big Trouble in like Little China. Remember that? that guy i think he gets hit with a potion at the end or something happens to him in low castle and he's like and he fucking blows up he actually he might have died in the sewers i think he i think he does die in the sewers uh not low castle but he does all that sword shit in low castle that's what i remember that character most but i remember he blew up and so that was what was happening and then i had to be like yo does anybody have any allergy medicine ever in this house help my face i look grotesque dude if i go outside right now people like i'll scare somebody i look undead can i please what is happening and so all we had was benadryl and um and i also didn't know this part that half my family can't eat benadryl because it's it does it like just blacks you out they're like apparently it like zyrtex the move but it was like a severe allergic reaction so i just ate a bunch of benadryl and then i went and i ended up sleeping in the basement cause it was cold. Cause my body was hot and I woke up, dude, I woke up wet, like an amphibian. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Immediately went upstairs and threw up again, was trying to do a nice thing, dude was trying to clean my carpets before I went on like a mini vacation to see my buddy did not work out, man. Am I glad that didn't, that didn't go worse. Cause I don't know how bad that reaction could have gotten, but fuck dude, if I died from a rug, if the rug doctor did me in, Oh man. Who I ain't gonna tell that story. Like ah, what killed him? Like, ah, I don't know, what happened? Coronavirus? Like, nah, dude, he tried to clean his carpets. He's pretty fucking stupid. Do you hear? He did have a podcast before he died. It's all about how dumb he is. He's trying to learn things. He <laughs> should have done an episode on Rug Doctor. Oh. So that was that. So I didn't end up going to DC. So maybe I'll go down next weekend or the weekend after, but I woke up, my skin's all jacked up. I don't know what that was. That was that, I, The only time in my life I had an allergic reaction like that is when I took a, I took a, it like my mid-twenties, I took an ex-girlfriend, the Butcher and Singer, which if you're from Philly, you might know what that is, I think. But it's like a really, it's like a high-end steakhouse. I remember it was like a Valentine's Day date or something. And then like we got scallops. I don't know why I was spending this money, but I, I definitely didn't have it. I might have had a credit card at the time. Went to Butcher and Singer and we ordered like scallops and lobster tail and steaks and shit. And I ate this, I ate like half the scallops because you parse those up on a date, you know. Like, I had been with her for a while, but it's still like if we get six scallops, I can't eat more than three. I don't want to be rude, you know. I remember I ate like two and I felt my throat closing up. And I I remember I told her and she was like, What do you want to leave? And I was like, I think I just told her no, but in my head, it was like, Fuck no, I'll die on this table right now. This meal is gonna be like $400. We were to put the meal, we put the order in. I'll die, I'll die face down on this table, dude. Fucking. But I think I just said like, no, it's not that bad. And then just waited to not be able to breathe the rest of that meal. I remember she had like a nice dress on and stuff. I was not going to ruin that night, both for financial reasons. And also it's like, come on, man, don't ruin this. It's Valentine's day. What are you doing? Ride it out, dude. Just roll the dice on it. But yeah, so apparently whatever they got in the rug doctor solution, if you overdo it and make your carpet into a swamp. And then lay down and watch out because that, that may almost kill you like that villain in big trouble, little China. I, I can't believe that happened. That sucked. So anyway, didn't go to DC, but, uh, I appreciate you guys letting me skate on putting the Patreon chunk out as the public on Friday and, uh, and we'll have this one on Monday. So we're back to a Monday, Wednesday split. Um, so the topic is bridges. The mothman is going to hate this one. Um, this wasn't an allergic reaction, but I did have like a panic attack or it might've been asthma. I don't know, but it was in the fall. I think it was in like October. So I had, I had worked at a different shop to help somebody had like a heart attack at an old shop I used to work at. So I went and they let me like go help build that guy's job. So he'd get paid and stuff. And it was nice. And I got a buddy who worked at that shop. So I went and worked there and I don't know if it was the dust that caused me to like have an asthma thing that I couldn't breathe or I don't know, life stresses, things weren't going great back then. So I was driving back to Jersey that night and I remember I was on the wall Whitman bridge and I'm not good. I'm not great. I get seduced by the cables when I, when I drive over a bridge and it starts to freak me out a little bit. Cause I, I have no idea how this shit works. I don't know how bridges stay up and then all the stuff they put on them. And there's always construction going on them. If you've been on a bridge, it's always, I mean, is anybody else getting, ner- I get nervous where I'm like, how are you putting a hole in this bridge right now? It's all, and I I was driving a Honda Fit at the time, so, I mean, if you have the windows up and there's a strong gust of wind, you're getting blown, like, a lane and a half, dude. I remember I used to put weights in the back of that thing, and during the winter time, because a Honda Fit's, like, 600 pounds total, like, you can flip that thing if you're pretty pissed off, if you really wanted to, but I remember I put weights in the back, because it would drift, and I was like, damn, dude, how is this bridge staying up, but I remember I had a panic attack, slash, asthma thing, driving over that bridge, and it was rush hour traffic, so, like, I remember being trapped in rush hour traffic and then not being able to breathe and doing those like posture games you do. I don't know if you've ever had an asthma slash panic thing before, but like just in my head, I was like align your spine perfectly. Your lungs will know what to do. But I was was freaking out the whole time in bumper to bumper traffic on the Walt Whitman going towards Jersey. I remember I, like, unbuttoned my shirt. I had, like, a, a button-up work shirt, whoever on. I remember I unbuttoned it, like, one of those aliens from the movie Aliens is going to jump out of my fucking chest. So, like, I was trying to, like, heave-ho breathing, chest wide open. And then I remember some lady in a Tahoe, which sits – that car sits way higher than a Honda Fit, so you can look down if you're driving a Tahoe. I remember she looked over and she got a surprise she didn't expect because it was just – I mean, I already kind of looked like a murderer, just normal, but then, like – shirt buttoned open like posture way weird like an alien's gonna jump out being like it's a fucking mess dude but i remember looking at the bridge and being like the bridge might fall too i was just panicked all sorts of ways i remember i called my mom i was ma- i was so scared that i was gonna die during that asthma slash panic attack thing i remember i was making like i'm so sorry phone calls to people i love i remember i called i called my mom and i was like <laughs> she picked up and i was like Mom, mom, I'm having an asthma attack on the bridge. If I die, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know. And then she just like cut in. And she was like, "Oh hey, I'm at the Morristown Mall. I'm just shopping. What are you up to? You coming home tonight? You coming to Jersey tonight? Yeah, I'm at the Morristown Mall. I went out shopping. You know, just looking for a couple of things. I was like, Mom, you're not listening, Mom. <laughs> but I, it worked because like how pissed I was that she wasn't listening to me. Talk about like. I'm, I'm having an asthma attack. I don't know what's going on. That distracted me from like freaking out about my posture and my lungs to the point where I was like, I can't believe she's fucking doing this. And she was like, you know, I'm just hopping around looking for some things. I don't know what's going to go on out here. And by the, by the time I calmed down, I was already on 295 and I was going to be home in like 12 minutes. And when I got home, I took a cold bath and stuff. But, but yeah, during that asthma slash panic attack, I remember doing the math of like, I don't know how this bridge stays up. Also, if I die on this bridge, I can't get off it if I can't breathe. And then I was thinking, like, do I, like, hit the medium with my car and then just lay on the ground? It's going to make traffic worse. You know, that was just not a fun afternoon altogether. But shout out to my mom for I don't know if she meant to do it or not. I asked her about it recently and she was like, it worked, didn't it? I was like, yeah, I don't, but did you mean to do it? She was like, I don't know, but it did work. So I, I don't know. So we're doing bridges the Mothman's gonna hate this one, and if you've never seen the Mothman prophecies, which I don't blame you, because it's a, I think it's a horror movie or it's like a horror drama romance movie from 18 years ago. It was released in 2002. It's like Richard Gere and like her, uh, his husband or uh, his wife gets like a brain tumor after seeing the Mothman in Virginia, and there is a story about like a mythological creature called the Mothman who collapsed a bridge. I believe in Ohio, but maybe in Virginia, because the whole movie takes place in Virginia. But that's what the title's about—that like the Mothman did collapse a bridge. But I mean, I think technically the Mothman's like an interdimensional being that will signify tragedy. I don't think he he demolishes bridges, but I don't know. I thought of it and I thought it was funny, and then I drew the Mothman on every page of these notes talking shit. So that's the title of the episode. So aside from that panic attack where my mom was like, "I'm at the Morristown Mall." Why the fuck did we pick this topic? Okay. Again, I don't know how bridges work at all. I, I don't know. My my bridge knowledge is limited to, like, lay plywood across a dirt ramp when I was in, like, sixth grade riding BMX in the woods. But I wasn't even riding BMX. I was always, like, too checking to go off ramps. So I would, like, watch other people try stuff. I, I was never a big ramp guy. But that's pretty much the only the only bridges I can build is, like, put the plywood across there and I hope it doesn't break and we've already covered the panic attack that I had. So it would be nice to know about it. And also it's like a hidden in plain sight topic, which I really like. That like, I think if I'm guessing here, I think other people are kind of weird about crossing bridges, especially in bad weather. And they're big. And especially, like when they have construction with those heavy vehicles on there, it does wig me out a little bit to be on there and be like, how is this? You guys are putting a lot more weight on this shit. Also, if you've ever seen the movie Cloverfield with a Cloverfield monster demolishes a bridge. That also sticks in my mind. I do drive over the Walt Whitman every now and then. I'm just like, that thing comes down and high fives this bridge. We are all fucked. I hope I'm not the only one who pictures this kind of stuff where it's, you know, where all the cars fall down. It's just kind of end of the world shit. But I also can't take credit for this pick. Uh, Dude on Twitter, uh, I believe his name is, uh, so shout out at Poncho on Twitter. He's, he's the one who hit me up about this. Uh, he hit me up about something. We were talking about what he does for a living and, uh, and he does bridge repair. And I was, I was asking him a bunch of questions and he was like, I don't know, man, sometimes when I'm underneath that thing, fixing it, I also have questions about what is going on here. And that actually made me feel better to hear. Cause it's like, if that's a bridge professional, a guy who does it for his job, you know, I feel less of a boob kind of freaking out about it every now and then if I let myself think about it, if I don't let myself get seduced by the cables and I, I start thinking about like, how's this staying up, man? Well, then I will freak out. But it was nice to hear about a guy who actually works on it, and he even he's like, I don't really know how this, what's going on here. So we're gonna t- we're gonna uh, we're gonna cover it, dude. Bridges, the Mothman's gonna hate this one. So let's get it going. Uh, I I also feel like I left this one in the oven a little too long, because these notes did turn out to be seven pages, and I don't know. I also kind of didn't do this episode on Friday because I didn't have a way to have faith that i could describe it to you guys at all like a lot of this stuff is like this is technically structural engineering i think and so without diagrams or moving pictures or anything like that i was kind of up against it a little bit being like how am i going to say this shit without it sounding like mr wizard facts the whole time and then I, i mean the middle of the night Last night I did kind of uh, find a thing that I'm too proud of, by the way. I, I found it and then I was like, oh my god, this is genius. And it, I don't think it's genius, but I do, I do like it. I am gonna use it as we get a couple pages into these notes about what's going on with bridges here. So let's get it going, dude. Bridges. The Mothman's gonna hate this one. All right. So bridges. Tell me your secrets, dude. All right. Now, the technical definition of a bridge, and I put this in here because if somebody ever asked me, like Chris. Give me a Webster's definition of a bridge. I couldn't do it. I would sound like Joe Biden on one of those YouTube commercials where he's like, he actually fucks up the English language, which look, I don't, I don't, you know, if you're, I'm not trying to get political or anything, but if you look at Joe Biden's YouTube ads, dude, he act, he, he sounds like me on this podcast where he just fucks up the language. And it's like, how many takes of that did you have? And this is the best one. I think the, I think what he says is like, Hey, I'm going to have a make a you or some some sort of shit where it's like this if you wrote that down that that has a red like squibble underneath it in word documents and how many times did you tape this man anyway so if anybody ever asked me for a bridge definition I wouldn't know it so the actual definition of a bridge is a bridge is a structure built to span a physical obstacle without closing the way underneath that's the actual definition. And I didn't think about that second part where it's, yeah, you got to have a river go underneath it or a road if you're doing an underpass on like 295 or a roadway or whatever. So you have to be able to span a, a space with and allow shit underneath to go there. So that's technically what a bridge is. But if somebody asked me, like, what's the definition of a bridge? I'd be like, I don't know. It goes from like one side of a river to another and you can walk on it. Like I would sound like a boob. So that's the technical definition of it. Now, I thought this was cool. The most likely intentionally made by humans bridge at the beginning of of humanity. So no bridges, all of us just hanging out. This is cave people times, right? So allegedly first bridge was a caveman intentionally knocked down a tree to cross a swamp or river. Which is how happy was that guy? That's why I read that and I was like, damn, dude, I bet that was the invention of the Ray Lewis dance. Like that was, that was like, that was like caveman pre dancing days. I bet there's no music. No, you I mean you had drum on a log or something, but if you're that caveman, you knock a tree down correctly. How long, how many, how many weeks were you working on that? And then it does fall across the river, dude. He got on top of that tree and did the dirty bird. That's the first fucking time. I, I feel like the Ray Lewis dance is a subconscious program in all of our lizard brains. And that was the invention of it. That caveman, that was the happiest a human had ever been. When he knocked that tree down, it fell correctly. He got on there and he's like, whoa, dude. If you get happy enough or stimulated enough, and this is not science, I feel like you just automatically do the dirty bird. And that's what I feel like happened there. So that's the first bridge ever made by humans. So let's cover science forces at play here. Or real quick, we'll talk about the types of bridges we're gonna talk about. Now, the bridges I looked into, you got a beam bridge, you got an arch bridge, you got a suspension bridge, you got a cable stay bridge, then you got a truss bridge. You also have a cantilever bridge, which we're not gonna cover because that thing was like drawing a friendlies maze. I mean, I got the, I mean we're gonna cover arch, uh we're gonna cover beam, arch, suspension. We're gonna touch on what a truss is, and then we're gonna talk about the Walt Whitman and why I shouldn't freak out about it. But I mean the ones we're gonna skip, cable stayed. If you've ever seen those bridges down in Key West, Florida, where it kind of looks like a like a boat sail, where like there's a middle post and then there's suspension cables going off on either side. It kind of looks like the sail of a boat. I mean we'll cover what those are doing when we cover suspension bridge um but yeah I mean we're not, I mean I feel like that was kind of redundant and also the notes got to be seven pages I was like what is this going to be 4 hours on bridges Chris like how long can you carry a thing on bridges dude just leave cable stay out of this and then again cantilever I mean these these are these like most bridges are just stay static but some cantilever bridges move like we're talking like draw a bridge let a boat through toot toot I was like fucking I'm barely because, again, this is like structural engineering. I was a little in over my head here. And on Friday, like I I didn't really have a way to describe it. But I did think about when I was in like, I think it was ninth or tenth grade. I had a science teacher. And this isn't fair because this is mostly physics and engineering. But this dude was a chemistry teacher. And I remember he sent me out of the classroom. And it was like the first time in my life that like an adult told me that, like, you don't have the right kind of brain for this. I got fired up, dude. I mean, this is before I laid down in my rug doctor swamp and then almost blew up like that villain from Big Trouble Little China. But I remember like, dude, I'm not going to name him, but I remember his full name, dude. So I don't know if anybody knows, but Mike, if you're out there, I learned a little bit of structural engineering. All right. Also, sorry, dude, I was a total dickhead student to you. Looking back on it, you were probably a cool guy to hang out with and you knew a lot of stuff. And you also look like Quint from Jaws a little bit. But man, I haven't forgot when you told me that shit that... Woo. How many years later, 17 years later, fired me up to make seven pages of notes on bridges. So I guess thank you. And also, so I would definitely was a dickhead student. I, would, I mean, I would just I would do things to make people laugh. I mean, in retrospect, I probably would have told myself the same thing, Mike. All right. Science forces at play. Bridges pretty much are structural engineers. Versus gravity and hypothetically the mothman if he exists, but again, we don't know if the mothman knocks down bridges or just signifies a bridge collapse about to happen, but it is structural engineers versus gravity. So number one, gravity is at all times looking to suck that bridge into the river and kill everybody on it. It's just it. Gravity is looking to do that. All right. And the longer the bridge, the heavier it is. So the more tricks must be used to prevent collapse. Now, a job of a structural engineer when they're designing a bridge, what they're looking to do is to balance two main forces to defeat gravity and frustrate the mothman. Now, the two forces that structural engineers fuck with are compression and tension. Now, compression is defined as a pushing or squeezing force, and it acts inwards, or in a couple of the models I drew, it also acts downwards if we deal with the piers. We'll get into it, but okay, so pretty compression is squeezing inwards, dude, getting that weight to go somewhere else so it's not on the deck of the bridge trying to collapse, and tension is a pulling or stretching force which acts outwards as if to hold that shit up, so like to hang the weight. So with tension, you're looking to alleviate the weight and push it outwards by kind of hanging it, and with compression, you're looking to push or squeeze that force in or down somewhere else so it's not on the deck of the bridge. And so the bridge doesn't collapse all right so what they're doing here is structural engineers are looking to channel that load i'm not going to take this underhand pitch to make a joke about loads let's keep it moving the load of a bridge is the total weight of the bridge plus the stuff on it now you have two different parts of the load here you got the dead load which is just the weight of the bridge without anything on it. Now, people run trains over bridges, cars, guys having asthma attacks, scaring a lady in a Tahoe, they all go over the bridge. Now, the stuff that goes over the bridge is called the live load of the bridge. The dead load is just what the what it weighs, just the weight of it before you put anything on it, no construction vehicles, no nothing, right? So structural engineers have to channel this load into abutments and piers. Now, abutments are supports on either side of the bridge. And I, and I was going to, I finished the notes and I was going to record it, but then, and this is dorky, but I, I just went and drove over the Walt Whitman bridge to look at it. I don't know why, like I was sizing up an enemy. I was like looking at him. And when you drive over the Walt Whitman, you can see the abutments are like where the cables go into those big houses that kind of look like half tanks. Those are the abutments. and what they're doing, they're anchored deep into the ground and they're shouldering all the weight from the deck that's coming off of the cables but we haven't gotten a structural uh uh suspension cables yet but we will get there but those cables are pushing some of the weight from the deck of that bridge into those abutments. so when you drive over the walt whitman before you get seduced by the cables like me check out those those two big things that the cables run into on either side they're also painted green they got barbed wire on the side I mean, not that you would want to hop them. Why would you want to hop it and fuck around with an abutement? But I think that they kind of just have barbed wire so people don't climb up on the bridge. I don't really know. But anyway, when you drive up on that bridge, look at either side. Those are the abutments, And that's where a lot of the suspension force is being channeled into. And the, I mean, those are also a beam bridges, R bridges. It's just the name of the things on either side of the bridge that are taking all that force into the earth after it's redirected. Those are called abutments, And also... Channel that load into piers, and the piers, if you drive over the Walt Whitman, are those big arch structures. So if you get seduced looking at the cables, where do the cables go? Into those big arch structures. Those are called piers, and they act like like uh, semi abutments, as we'll get into in a second. They're also channeling force downward. The weight of the uh, of the deck of the bridge is getting channeled downward into the water. So it's not just the two abutments on either side. It's also those piers in the middle are taking a ton of that weight and putting it right down into the bed of the river so the deck doesn't have to, doesn't collapse. All right, this does sound like heavy abstract science and I am going to tell you the revelation I made last night uh, to try to clear this up that I think, I I was pretty proud of, but this also, I haven't told anybody about this, it might be super dumb, but if you're trying to find how a bridge works, right? A bridge is pretty much just a big game of Twister. <sighs> I'm kind of embarrassed to even say that because I told you how smart I thought it was and it might be some of the dumbest shit on earth. But remember the remember the game Twister when you're like a little kid? It was that you know, right hand blue, left hand yellow, put your other hand on red and you're not allowed to hit the floor. That's kind of the game structural engineers are playing when they're trying to build a bridge because you have to redistribute force on a different part, like on the different sides of the river or the highway, depending on where the bridge is going to be at. So it's kind of just like a big game of Twister. And so your hands and feet in Twister act as abutments because they're taking all the force as you have your body levitated up in the ground because you don't want to get knocked out in Twister. I mean, I think it's an okay analogy if somebody, but I mean, it definitely falls apart because nobody's going to drive a car over your body while you're playing Twister. But That's the, that's what we're dealing with here. A bridge is just you playing Twister, but your body's big as shit and you're a bridge and abutments act as your hands and feet and peers. If you had extra hands and feet like Goro, they'd be in the middle and you'd be pretty much unstoppable at Twister. I mean, Goro undefeated. I've never seen him play it, but how would you beat that guy? Man, I hope that's not as dumb as it just sounded coming out, but I thought that was pretty crafty because I don't know how I can't, I can't show you guys pictures or anything of this shit. So I wanted to try to make it so you could think about what a bridge is in terms of like something you might've done with your body. So yeah, dude, we're just dealing with, it's just a big game of twister here. So let's take a look. Bridge type breakdown. Number one, let's look at the beam bridge. Let's look at that caveman tree pull down while he was doing that hot dirty bird up on that. He just invented dancing. I bet. All right. So it was a river hypothetically, and they pulled a tree down. So we're dealing with just a single beam bridge here, the log or the tree being the beam. Now, the tree houses both the compression and the tension. Now the compression is the top part of the tree and there's a little bit of tension underneath it, but the really important part about this bridge is that both sides of the log that are hitting either side of that river that the caveman fucking totally made an awesome bridge at, those two sides where the log impacts the earth on either side of that river, those are the abutments. Now, they're not anchored to the ground or anything, but for the point of this very simple bridge, first bridge of all time, I'm not going to criticize him for it. Way to go, dude. So it's got two abutments. It's a flat beam bridge, and it totally worked, I think. I don't know. I also think that guy probably got addicted to pulling trees down after he got that one right. I bet the rest of his caveman life, he was just like, I'm pulling more trees down. Everybody was like, we don't need any more bridges, man. He was like, this is all I'm good at. I'm pulling more. And He's like, all right, fucking stop, man. All right. So the force of the beam bridge channeled to the abutments, and, but there's no piers because it's just a log. There's nothing in the middle supporting it. It's just a tree across a river or swamp, and it's got two abutments on either side. All right. Second type of bridge here. We're going to go with the arch bridge. Now arch bridges allegedly, uh, were first popularized by the Etruscans and the ancient Greeks. Now I had no idea what the fuck an Etruscan was, and I'm not just going to glance over that like I'm supposed to know what Etruscans are. So just real quick vocab, if you don't take anything away other than this from this podcast, Etruscans were a northern Italy civilization who eventually got knocked the fuck out by Rome in 27 BC, and then they became part of the Roman Empire. But these dudes were like northern Italy, and they were fucking around with bridges pretty good until Rome got up there and like, hey, enough of this shit, you're part of us now. Also, the ancient Greeks were nailing bridges pretty good, but nobody really nailed arch bridges until the Romans took over shit. And we're like, fucking, let me show you how this is done. There's still Roman arch bridges around today because they were so sturdy. Also, I'm pretty sure that the Romans had a type of concrete that we can't replicate. Like the concrete we use today has rebar in it and stuff, but there was no rebar in Roman concrete and those structures are still standing today. I think that's one of the great mysteries of like history but I might be talking out of my ass here. That was one of those things that I was kind of half falling asleep watching, but I'm pretty sure nobody knows how to make Roman concrete. So hats off to the Romans, dude. Way to go. All right, arch bridge. This is the only type of bridge supported entirely by compression. Now there might be a little bit of tension underneath, but I mean, mostly arch bridge, we're dealing with only compression. So if you picture an arch in your head, so again, we're going to have the two abutments on either side. And that's the one drawback to an arch bridge and why they don't always use it in like uh, road settings because the abutments on either side need to be pretty large. And so sometimes you can't put the road in the middle or whatever, but arch bridge only compression. It's channeling the force or uh, channeling the load from the deck into the two abutments on the other side. And it's stronger than a beam bridge with uh, extra credit on this one. I thought this was pretty cool. So if you can picture an arch bridge in your head right now, right. And then let's say you can Photoshop in that, in your head to stretch that arch out super wide and stretch that arch out so wide that it, it just becomes a straight line. Dude, it turns into a beam bridge and it goes the other way too. If you put an arch into a beam, or I'm sorry, if you put a beam bridge and then you Photoshop bend it in your head into an arch, it turns into an arch bridge. But the only thing is that the tension that would be on a beam bridge goes away because of the structure of the arch. I thought that was pretty fun. All right, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, rope bridge. This is a basic suspension bridge. This was the first type of rope bridge I thought of, and I also wanted an excuse to draw Indiana Jones poorly in the notes uh, holding a big sword. So we're going to take a look at uh, suspension bridges. All right, okay, so this is the the oldest known type of simple suspension bridge is a rope bridge. Now, it was invented in at least two different part, uh, two different places in human history. The Himalayan region of Asia, those dudes figured it out. Also, similar time, and nobody was copying off each other, South Americans also figured it out. Unless you believe in ancient aliens, and then you think aliens were bopping around telling people different technology and stuff. They're pretty sure we had like a case of parallel thought in ancient humanity here, where the Himalayan region of Asia figured this shit out. And then also, South America was like, "I, I can use some of these. This would be a great time. So nobody was copying off each other. Alright, so in South America, we're dealing with Incan rope bridges, and in ancient China, uh, we're dealing with, and ancient China developed it to a point where they actually got to a place where they used iron chains, which allowed for longer versions of simple suspension bridges, which I thought was cool. So, in a simple suspension bridge, if you remember the scene from Indiana Jones, so Indy, short round, and I believe that blonde lady are all in the middle of the bridge, and there's bad guys on either side of the canyon, right? Okay, so... The ropes slash iron chains, if you're in ancient China, form a hyperbolic curve slash cantonary curve. Now, I hit this and I was like, all right, dude, this is a math term. And honestly, it is beyond me. I'm I'm not a math expert, but I do understand what's going on here a little bit. But cantonary curve means the arch is not of uniform thickness and the arch can support more than its own weight, which makes sense to me. You know, it was just one more click through to see what cantonary curve meant. Cause I didn't want to just say cantonary curve, like kind of like the Etruscans thing where it's like, I try to avoid that where I'm skipping things. And then I know when I, re- when I say it to you guys, where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm lying to these people. So anyway, cantonary curve, but that just means the arch is not uniform thickness and it can support more than its own weight. So if you imagine the Indiana Jones bridge, so rope bridge with the shitty wood on it, you got our hero in the middle, next to short round, the blonde lady, things are going poorly. Now, those ropes are dispersing the weight of that bridge outwards towards the abutments on either side of that canyon, which are those posts that are cut into the ground. So the posts are the abutments, and they're carrying the weight or the the dead load, and I guess in this case the active load also in form of Indiana Jones, Short Round, the blonde lady, uh, away from the center of the bridge, so that it can support more weight. than it uh, so it can support more weight than just the dead weight in this case, uh, three dudes. And I actually think bad guys ended up going onto that bridge with them. But if you remember how that scene ends, okay. So Indiana Jones, the ropes are anchored at either side, causing the force load to be transferred and anchored to the abutments. So if you remember the scene when Harrison Ford cuts the rope using a sword to avoid certain death, the tension in those ropes is broken, causing the bridge to no longer be able to transfer force to the abutments. Therefore, Bridge collapses, and if you remember the scene, the bad guys on the bridge get eaten by alligators. I hope I did an okay job on that. I'm not sure how that one went, but I feel like you guys understand that. That's not so bad. It's a rope bridge. If you cut it, tension can't transfer the force. Shit's going to fall down. People get eaten by alligators. There you go. All right. Last page. Wow. This one's only like uh, 34 minutes so far. I was worried this is going to be so long. All right. Last page. What is a truss and why is the walt whitman not going to fall down all right let's solve our mystery at the end of this and wrap it up a truss is a uh, structure it's a triangular structure actually technically it's a series of diagonal triangular bars and this is a type of bridge on its own but it can also be a design element incorporated into other types of bridges to greatly increase the strength of the bridge while at the same time minimally adding adding to the dead load of the bridge of the triangular shape all right i kind of stumbled through that so if you've ever driven over a bridge and you i mean if you look at the underneath of the bridge a lot of bridges hide this kind of stuff it's just a design element and it's strong enough that some people just make whole bridges out of this stuff if you're like a rural bridge well if you drive over it and it has those diagonal beams and you don't you kind of like what the fuck this gun this one kind of looks different those are trusses and they're like a sophisticated mechanism because the triangle is apparently one of the strongest uh, shapes known to man. But if you've played Legend of Zelda, you already know that. I'm going to tell you about that. Shout out Triforce. But so trusses, triangular shape that is either a bridge on their own or incorporated into other bridge design to greatly increase the strength at, while not increasing the dead load as much as it, it could be because the triangular shape allows for spaces in between the design. So it's not just one heavy sheet of metal, you're using uh, steel girders or beams to make triangular shapes. So the same amount of weight can be supported, but you're not adding as if it was flat, just a ton of metal to make this bridge stronger, which which may actually be detrimental because then the deck of the bridge becomes way heavier and then that shit might fall on the ground, dude. Watch out for the field monster. So that's a truss. Went over suspension bridges, went over arch bridges, went over the dude who invented the Ray Lewis dance. Brings us to our final topic and the fear I had while having a panic attack. Also, I don't know if Poncho worked on the Walt Whitman Bridge, but I think he works in the area, so he may have worked on the Walt Whitman Bridge. So let's go. Let's go over why the Walt Whitman Bridge is not going to fall the fuck down. All right, and also fuck them off, man. There's no way. First off, Walt Whitman Bridge has 57,674 tons of steel in its construction. I also, this is embarrassing, but I don't know how many pounds is in a ton. So I wrote that down here, just like the Etruscans thing, because I don't want to bullshit you guys. Walk away with this fact. One ton is 2,000 pounds. That's a life mystery I I just solved. As part of this notes, I had no idea how much, if you had to, I would have guessed 1,000 pounds. If you made me, gun to my head. Say how many pounds is in a ton? I would have said a thousand pounds, and I would have been half wrong. And then I would have argued, and still gotten shot in the head. So one ton is two thousand pounds. Walt Whitman has uh, so much fucking steel in it, all right. But it was also constructed really intelligently, using all of the technology we've already covered in this episode. The Walt Whitman has all of them, dude. Sushi Deluxe Walt Whitman Bridge here. It's got everything, right? So it's got the two abutments on either side. When you drive over, you can see it's made in an arch shape, which is then channeling the force outside towards the abutments So it's got the, the, all the benefits of an arch bridge. It also has those two piers in the middle, which act as like semi abutments because those piers, as they string the steel cables, those piers are channeling force in the two. I mean, they have two of them. I just drove over the bridge. Both of those piers are throwing weight down into the river so it's not having to be supported by the deck, so the deck doesn't have to carry a lot of its own weight there. Plus, on top of the two piers, two abutments, it's also got woven zinc coated cable. I couldn't find exactly how much distance it used, but if you've driven over it, oh my God, it's so much. It's got, and woven steel is at least six cables woven together, and they're all steel. And that, what they're doing, that's like the. Um, with the Indiana Jones bridge effect that we're dealing with here, that's a, I mean, technically the Walt Whitman's a suspension bridge, but it has all these other elements in it. So it's got woven steel cables giving it the benefit of that suspension bridge effect, and Harrison Ford can't cut that shit. I don't care what kind of sword, he better show up in the Millennium Falcon and fucking hit that thing. Those cables are not going anywhere. Also, it's not just a suspension bridge and an arch bridge with two piers and two abutments. Also, if you look underneath the Walt Whitman Bridge, it is lined. Dude, underneath the Walt Whitman Bridge is Truss City, dude. I went and uh, you can drive drive, on the Philadelphia side. You can drive under Walt Whitman Bridge. I went and looked underneath it. It's all Trusses the whole way. So, I mean, look, I still am probably going to have an irrational fear of bridges. But at least now, like, I'll know if it does collapse and I'm on it. I'll, like, know what to argue to St. Peter about. I'd just be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? I did a whole thing on this. I told tell- there was trusses. They had the Indiana Jones effect, dude. There were two piers. What the? How did the fucking this happen to me?" So I at least know what to argue with them about. I uh, I liked figuring out kind of what's going on with this topic again, structural engineering and bridges in general. I didn't do it justice. There's so much more to it, but I I wanted to I wanted to cover I wanted to cover it the best I could cover it, and it ended up being about seven pages of notes. So, I mean, we are skipping, there is like torsion force that is, that affects the Walt Whitman bridge and other types of large suspension bridges, which means when structural engineers have to design it, they have to take into account the rushing water underneath on the piers and also the wind that might blow your Honda fit off there. But the piers and the bridge itself is designed aerodynamically to try to negate that shearing force. And I'm not going to say shearing force, like you should know what that is, but I, I, I did learn what shearing force was because of the fiberglass broken Zoltar episode. So shearing force is just diagonal force. So the Walt Whitman bridge is taking body hooks from the side from water and wind, but the structural engineers thought of it and they designed both the piers and the parts of the piers that go into the water aerodynamically to minimize the shearing force and the torsion on the bridge. I hope some of this made sense. I don't know. I do feel like I learned way more about bridges now and I didn't know anything about them. And that twister thing, I hope the twister thing made sense to you guys. I don't know. I like the topic. And I really like the reco coming from, thank you again. Shout out to Poncho. This will be the Monday episode, and we'll have a Zoltar on Wednesday. Um, I don't know. I kind of stumbled over myself on trust there. But hopefully you guys, hopefully you guys got some of that. Um, but thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, and I'll see you on Wednesday. Uh, I think I know what the next public is going to be. Uh, I, I don't really know. I got a couple fun ideas lined up. But we're going to do a Zoltar on Wednesday. And uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. I'll see you.